developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Dear Shalene, thank you for helping me turn up the volume on my life. With your health, fitness, and lifestyle coaching, you have made my life more amazing than ever before. The gift you have given me to grow and develop myself is priceless. I am so very grateful. So my gift to you is this review. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're amazing and I really love you. Oh, and by the way, my push goal is to look as good as you at 51. I'm 49 and I'm working real hard to achieve that goal. Anyway, thanks for everything you do. Love you. Hey there. Thanks so much for joining us today on this edition of The Shaleen Show. Car Smart Friday. Happy Valentine's Day to you. This is a special edition that I'm doing with my husband, Brett. Hello. Hello, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. And we thought that this would be a cool topic to do considering this is, you know, a holiday. When you're supposed to show appreciation to the person that you love. Hopefully. Hopefully. We hope that you will. Anyways, that's what we're talking about today. So put your seatbelt on. We are going for a ride. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Today we are recording this as we are driving back to the airport. Steve is our driver. Say hey, Steve. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) We love Steve. Steve is our driver when we're in Park City, Utah. Be sure to call Bear Transportation. This podcast sponsored by Bear Transportation. Transportation. Anyways, Steve is driving. So if you hear his ringtone, that's because he's a man of the hour. And we're excited to talk to you about the seven things, seven tips that we'd like to suggest that you consider to improve your relationship? So number one is communication. So it's got to be number one. You can't leave that one out. If you leave out communication, you're definitely in for trouble. Yes, and I would like to communicate to you that you need to kind of keep your head over here by my phone. You can't look around because then they won't hear you as well. Okay. (laughs) But what kind of communication? Like, I mean, communication is pretty broad, so can we give them something specific? I can give them a specific example. So specifically, you need to communicate to your partner your needs, what you desire, what makes you feel good. And you have to communicate that to them so that they understand that what's important to you. Mm Because if you don't, then they're just guessing. So we're talking specifically about your needs when it comes to time together and time alone, because that can help a couple feel recharged and connected and Just because your partner doesn't want to spend, like maybe they don't need to spend as much time with you to feel connected and maybe you do and that's okay. But how you communicate it shouldn't sound accusational or like you need to spend more time with me. You really need to communicate. It's the the manner in which you communicate. It can make your partner feel desired or attacked. And I think you did a really good job of that recently, like with my trainer. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. I just felt like you had gotten a trainer and before that, we had been training pretty much every day together. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. 
and I'm sure you did too, but you also wanted to up your training mm-hmm. and get a trainer because it was one of the things that you put on your goals for 2020. And I just remember like the first two weeks going through it, the schedule was kind of weird where you were just getting used to the trainer. She was getting used to you in times and such. And I just remember there was like a whole week that went by that we never went to the gym together. So I just crafted, you know, a message to you, just expressing to you, like, it means a lot to me to go to the gym together. I think that the quality time that we have in the car, going to the gym and, you know, and talking and then just working out and being physical around each other is really important. And I missed it. So I just asked if on those off days, when you're not with your trainer, if we could train together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. And you sent it in a text, which I think is important to mention because sometimes, like if it's difficult for you to find the right words with your partner or your partner is someone like me who likes to dominate the conversation, it's hard sometimes to really communicate everything you want to say without feeling like you're going to be interrupted or whatever. So Brett's really good at, I mean, you do an amazing job via text. And to me, I don't care whether it's in text or handwriting or in person, like the sentiment is there. And I think that's something people should remember. Like if you're not great about saying these things in person, then put it in a text. Because a lot of times I like to do it when I'm feeling it Mm. because then I can use that emotion and I know exactly how I'm feeling. And if I wait four hours later till I'm going to see you, sometimes it doesn't come as across as as well. Uh You also, uh, you probably weren't very happy about it because if I think back on that moment, I wasn't being very considerate. Like I was coordinating with her when we were going to work out in the morning and it was changing every day. So you woke up every day and didn't know whether we were going to the gym together or if you're going to wake up and I wasn't going to be there because I was with my trainer and that wasn't very considerate. So you could have said that. You could have said, you know, it's not very considerate. You're hurting my feelings or whatever, but you didn't. You framed it in a way that made me feel appreciated. Like, yeah, loved. Which leads us to tip number two, which is to tweak your schedule to accommodate your partner's needs. Because, you know, Brett and I have talked about it before. I'm kind of more introverted. I'm an outgoing introvert. He is an extrovert. He likes to be with people. And because we know each other's you know, need in terms of energy, we both accommodate our schedules accordingly. So one example is the one we just gave where I tweaked my schedule to say like, okay, here are the days I'm training with my trainer. I'm going to keep these set days. The other days, yeah, I could train with a girlfriend, but I know it's important for our relationship for us to be together. And that's more important than my relationships with my girlfriends. I love them, but I'm not married to them. So I tweaked my schedule accordingly and you do that for me all the time. Yeah, because I know on Mondays and Tuesdays or just whenever you are in a creative state and you're working at the house, you know, you'll, you'll tell me in the morning, we're having a cup of coffee. Hey, I got to knock this thing out today. And I know what that means. And I know that doesn't mean as soon as I walk out the door, you're going to start. Yeah. So, cause you're, so cause you're creative, <laughs> your creative time usually happens like later in the morning or early in the afternoon. So I could go to the office and I just want to make a point of either texting you or I'll just stay at the office later, or I'll plan to do something with, with my brother or go over and see my parents or something like yeah. that. Just knowing that I can stay out of the house to give you your space. Yeah. And I know that it's not that you don't want to see me. It's just, yeah. that's just works best for you that way. That's how I operate. Yeah. We just spent some time with my girlfriend, Angie Lee. Shout out to the Angie Lee show. 
And her significant other was saying that she's the same way. Like, if she's going to record a podcast, she wants the whole, even though it might be a 30-minute podcast, she wants the whole day to herself because she wants to get in the right mode, in the right mood. She wants to play. She needs to get into that creative space and she can't schedule it. Like, okay, that's not going to happen from one to two. I don't know when it's going to happen. So, like, Clay basically says, like, yeah, I'm going to give her the whole day and you do that too, which I really appreciate. Tip number three. You should always express your appreciation, even for like small things, to your partner using their love language. So for you, your love language is words of affirmation. So I like to surprise you with posted notes or a letter or just, and I like to do it as a surprise. So I might stick a card or a letter in your car when I know you're leaving early in the morning or, you know, put post-it notes up in the bathroom so when you wake up, you see them. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I that's love that. And I know that your words are your love language. And by the way, if you don't know your love language, that's a great book. You can find it on Audible. By the way, I think you could, I don't know if you guys, if you don't have Audible, you can go to audible.com forward slash Shaleen and you get a free, I think you get 30 days free. I'm not positive on that, sure. but I, I'm pretty sure you get... You, get uh, you either get a book of your first album book free or 30 days free. I forget which it is. If you go to that website, it will tell you exactly what you get. Yeah, but you're a lifer, so that's what you get. And I would highly recommend that book if you haven't already read it. The five love languages. There's five love languages at work, five love languages for kids. And it really does help to know what your partner's love language is because you shouldn't assume. And for Brett, I know it's time together. He also, you know, likes physical touch. So if when I'm expressing my appreciation for him, I know that means I have to, I need to not have to, (laughs) I need to sit down next to you and say those things to you. And you love it when I pet your hair and we can dog. Yeah. (laughs) We can just like be, it's physical for him and to say it to him in person. Whereas I love it when he, like I'll step into the gym and he'll surprise me and he's put post-it notes all over the gym and that's really sweet. So we're going to take a little break right now from our seven tips and Brett and I wanted to share something that many of you, some of you might be interested in doing. Now, this is not for everyone. This is for those of you listening who are, you have a family or you're interested in starting a family and you're also a goal getter. Like you have things you want to accomplish. You like to be structured. You like to have organization. You like to accomplish things. You want to do more, but you also struggle with how to balance all of that and honor your family. If you like listening to Brett and I together, what we have just launched, depending on when you're listening to this, it should still be open, is an opportunity to coach with us virtually. It's called Push Goal Coaching, and you can learn more by going to pushgoalcoaching.com. Brett, can you fill them in a little bit on what they can expect? They can expect for 30 days that you and I are going to personally coach them once a week and they're going to get homework assignments and they're going to learn kind of how we have created this life together and how we've created balance with our kids and work and each other and each other. So a lot of the things that we're talking about in these seven tips, you know, all originated from all of our goal setting over years. So to be clear, this isn't relationship coaching or like how to be a better parent. This is goal coaching. We're going to teach you how it is we accomplish our goals quicker. It's a 30-day coaching program with us. You can sign up with an investment of under $200 to be a part of this group. It's quick. It's easy. It's fast. You're going to learn our systems. Ooh, it's getting loud. We got that traffic coming in. But you're going to learn how it is we've been able to do these things 
and honor our family in the process. So it's for those of you who are, you know, you have goals, you want to get more organized, you have things you want to do, but we're going to teach you how you set up boundaries and systems so that you can do so and still honor your family. We'll work on all 10 areas of your life. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to own a business. No. You don't have to be any of that. You just have to either have a family or you're aspiring to have a family. And you have goals. And you have goals. (laughs) Yes, that helps too. Anyways, we'd love to work with you. So to find out if we still have openings, I hope that we do because we'd love to have you be a part of this. You can go to pushgoalcoaching.com. All right, let's get back to our tips. And number four, our fourth tip is to get rid of the secrets. Here's the deal with secrets in a relationship. They undermine trust to the fullest extent. And once a secret has been revealed, the person who was keeping the secret, it is incumbent upon you to, from that point forward, expect and not just expect, but like to be cooperative in all of the questions your partner now has to ask because you betrayed their trust and you have to start over from ground zero. You know, sometimes people keep secrets for dumb reasons. Like we just spent, again, some time with a friend who was like, I did this thing with a coworker. She's female. Not this. I made that sound really bad, but like it was a no big deal kind of thing. But he's like, I didn't want my wife to get needlessly jealous. So I didn't even mention it to her. That, my friend, is a secret, an admission, not telling your partner something that you know might make them uncomfortable or upset, etc. Trying to avoid them being uncomfortable, that is called keeping a secret and that will undermine trust and it will tear away at your relationship. I know that keeping secrets, it's a horrible thing to do because it makes you feel horrible. Yeah, 100%. If you're the one that's keeping them, it makes you feel horrible. And especially if you're keeping it from somebody that you love. Yeah. And then if you're listening to this and you're keeping a secret, whether it's something small like Shalene just mentioned with one of our friends or it's something big, get the nerve and get the power and in resolve to confront and tell them what's going on. Because yeah. I'm telling you from experience, once you release those secrets, oh my gosh, it's you have... It's like lifting a gorilla off your back. Yeah, yeah. And it's never going to be as bad as you think it's going to be. And here's the other thing you have to understand. Listen to me. Secrets always come to light. Always. That is God's way. And you will be found out. And nothing is worse than having your secret exposed. Now you don't have a chance to say, I know this was wrong. Because once your secret's revealed, you can say, yeah, of course you're sorry now because you've been found out, whatever it is. But when you come forward and say, like, listen, I messed up and I haven't told you this and I want to start over and I love you. Like, you have a chance. Your chances are greatly diminished, you know, if it's something minor or something huge, when the secret is just revealed or exposed, I should say. And now you're working from, like, ground zero. And small secrets sometimes end up being big secrets they yeah. lead they kind of stack stock pile up so you want to make sure that you nip it in the bud why do you think people keep secrets maybe that's another podcast no. we should do a podcast on secrets yes let's do that number five uh-huh so number five is work on yourself and know what you need to do to work on as a couple too mm-hmm. so you have to do inventory on yourself and then also on like you know together as a couple And how do we do that? How do we figure that out? I think we're always trying to work on ourselves because we're always 
so goal oriented Uh that certain things come out and we talk about it. And sometimes you help me with my things that I need to work on. And sometimes I help you on things that you need to work on. What do I need to work on? What, what, like recently or whatever in the last couple of years of you, do you think, would you say you've pointed out to me, like you, you kind of need to work on this. Hmm. Well, you used to be lateness, but you're a lot better now. I'm a lot better. I'm almost perfect. You're almost perfect. Steve, what are you laughing Steve, about? Steve is laughing. <laughs> Steve's driven for us for 13 years. He knows all the secrets. He knows where everybody's buried. So I would say things that I've asked you to work on. Hmm. <laughs> Boy, I feel pretty perfect right now. I think we just can't think of it. Can you think of something I've thought you need to work on? Well, you just had me go work on something that was going on in our personal oh, yeah. life with yeah, my yeah. with my folks. My yeah. my dad, we did a podcast about my dad starting the early onset of Alzheimer's and and you knew that that was giving me some anxiety and I wasn't the same person and that it was difficult. Things were being difficult for me. I was being distracted. You could tell that it wasn't same old Brett. So you yeah. suggested that, hey, why don't you go do some EMDR therapy? And one session later, you were like, oh my God, it's a totally different person. Yeah, that's interesting. So that wasn't like a character trait or anything that I felt like Brett needed to work on. I just knew he needed to sort through it and I couldn't help him. Like I wanted to help you, but I couldn't help you. I think if we just talk about recently, I I think I I talked to you about just our work culture at our office and that, that I think we need to work on that. And Mm -hmm. then both of us together. And I think I was starting to work on it and you weren't at at the beginning and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden when we had discussions about what we think we needed to change you Mm -hmm. dove into that so I think that's probably the in the last three months is the only thing I could really think about yeah I guess our general consensus here is that we talk about like we spend a lot of time together and that's another key if you want your relationship to improve I don't know how you do that when you're not together like we have to talk about things like this morning we went snowboarding together and we were on the chairlift and we're talking about us and talking about our relationship and talking about personal growth. And if you're not discussing things and they become confrontations and confrontations are arguments. And then you're, you forget that you're on the same freaking team. So I would say that number five, which is, you know, to work on yourself is like go to therapy. Cause like you can't fix your partner and it's just such a simple thing to do. Spend a hundred bucks or 200 bucks or whatever it is to find a therapist because you know, just one session. And like, that was gnarly when you were like, you were really kind of mentally lost in that whole transition with your dad. I mean, we're still going through it, but like, you can just like roll with it. Now you're like, I I understand I can't control it. So don't be afraid to go to therapy. Six is you want to recognize that not all the time are you going to be in sync with your partner? And what that means is there's sometimes when you are going to have to be more for your partner than they are because they're going through something. So my example was when you were writing the 131 book, mm-hmm. you had to kind of step away and I kind of had to step up. But- and I was like probably... I was just miserable. I was so miserable because I wasn't like doing all the things that normally make me happy and energetic. Like I, I had to spend hours and hours and hours sitting in front of a freaking computer, looking at research and typing. And I write so slow and I would overanalyze every single word. And, and then I would start feeling sorry for myself. And so I was probably a pretty miserable person to be around. I, I wasn't going outside as much. I was canceling all of my engagements with my friends every weekend we were traveling to see Brock's games and I was like 
I can't believe I can't get this book done. And it was during last winter when you were doing that. And one of our favorite things to do is snowboard. And yeah. we, we, we kind of had to avoid doing that. Steve's like, yep, you didn't come last year very much. Did you miss me, Steve? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Who's your favorite person to visit you, Steve? I'd love to see Shalene. Shalene's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Yep. Love it. Okay. So, and an example of that is obviously like when you were you know for a couple of months there in a funk dealing with you know the whole thing with alzheimer's it just yeah and i had to be very patient and very loving and not take it personal and understand like i had to do more and i had to kind of step in with his parents they're his parents but i wanted to step in with his parents and his you know brother and sister-in-law and just kind of like no and even with the kids and like and even at work like I had to just kind of buffer things and do so without resentment do so lovingly because we take turns taking care of each other correct 100% we're at number seven. Oh, all right so seven once a day think about what would make your partner feel loved and adored so just I mean anytime during the day it's one of those things where they say like when you feel gratitude towards somebody or something like that you shouldn't just like go oh yeah that person really did you should reach out and either call them or text them or let them know about it and i think you and i do a good job of you know not all day long but you know you do a lot you do a way better job than me but when you feel it then you just kind of like you know i just send a text or a call or a voice memo or yeah you you text a lot but you also you just do things like you know about like so my two love languages it's hard to say which is like more meaningful to me but words of affirmation especially love written words i'm most comfortable with written words acts of service right yeah and acts of service so So, like like, you're always thinking about like how you can do something for me yeah so at two o'clock in the afternoon you know hey honey what would you like for dinner because i know you've been you know in that creative state all day long and if i'm not at the house then you're i don't know what to eat (laughs) she gets mad at me like three o'clock she's like there's no food in here i'm like the refrigerator is filled with food she goes yeah but it's not making itself i'm like yeah what am i supposed to do cook it (laughs) i don't have to do with it so you know just send a random text and it's like can i pick up food or what would you like for dinner tonight or you know but you do the same thing well i know what makes you feel loved and adored i know what you like and it's very let's just say in case the kids listen to this podcast it's very male oriented you like text messages but your text the text messages you like are much more raunchy yep so I'll sometimes try to be creative there in the middle of the day. There I'm like, ha, he'll love this. <laughs> <laughs> I know where he's at right now. This could probably make him squirm a little bit. Or, yeah. 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 And, you know, you just do a really good job of that. I feel like that has really improved our relationship. It, like if there's one tip to take away from all of this, that overriding one is, is that. Like be way more thoughtful, way less selfish and think about what would make them feel amazing right now? Like, what would they just love? Not what would you love? What would they love? And what would make them feel super special? I agree. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed those seven tips for this Valentine's Day. Shalene and I really enjoyed talking to you guys. And hey, fellas out there, talking to the boys, step it up tonight. Make sure that you take your lady out. Make sure you treat her really nice. Get her something special. And I think things will work out for you if you do those things, all right? So Shalene and I are out. We're probably going to go hit dinner, maybe go out to see a movie. Who knows? Maybe we'll just stay in by the fireplace and watch, do a little Netflix and chilling. So who knows? Well, have a great one. Happy Valentine's Day and talk to you soon. Love you guys. This episode has been brought to you by Push Journal. 
If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task, get organized, and there just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple to use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to pushjournal.com.